Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers. Hey everybody, it's your old pal Porterhouse, and have we got news for you. It's the brand new Cycle Search 2023, and we've got not one, but two we're giving away. That's right, it's twice as nice, and you're going to find our prices right here at Honda Suzuki Polaris KDM KO of Jackson, just off US Route 35 at the Standpipe Road exit. Porterhouse giving the big bike away over there. Tell them about it. Well, this one right here may be a little bit used once it gets into your possession, but basically what you're going to be doing is searching all over our listening area for a set of keys that will go to these KOs. And, of course, uh, what will happen is you'll listen to the clues, you'll try to figure out where it's at, and once you think you know where it is, you go look for it. And when you find it, you win! Exactly. So how do you win? Be listening to Matt and the Morning Crew. Each weekday morning, you're going to get your clues there first on Mix 96 FM. Matt will have those clues, and then you can hear them across our total media platforms on 97 Country the Bull, also on WCJO FM, Pure Rock 98.7, and Fox Sports 105.3 FM. Again, you find that key packet, you ride away on a KO Storm 150 or this beautiful KO Predator 125. It's all from your friends at Total Media, and of course, Honda Suzuki Polaris K&M KO in Jackson. Well, happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to The Morning Show right here on Main Street TV. Of course, it is Monday. It's a little blacky outside. It is indeed. Blacky. Yeah. Yeah. And the weather this week is continuing to be blacky. I think you're right. But But that's okay. It is okay. It is. But James is here this morning. Jeremiah's here. Dylan's here. And maybe, just maybe... We might have Phil here, too. We might have a Philip Buffington sighting. Philip Buffington the Third Esquire. So we've got... Uh, Not really. Yeah. It's just what I call him. Well, I've got official business to handle here this morning, Jen. You, you do? I do. So uh, we're here to talk basketball mania. Yes. And for uh, the remainder of March, whenever I am here to talk about basketball mania, I humbly request that you do not call me James. Okay. I am the commissioner. And I shall be addressed as such. Yes, sir, Commissioner. Yes, sir, Commissioner, sir. Uh, but, yeah, so yesterday <laughs> the NCAA tournament brackets were announced. Yes. And that means basketball uh-huh. mania is back, baby. So what you got to <laughs> so do is you got to go to the telegramnews.com, click that orange banner at the top of the page that says basketball mania. That would That's, make sense. That would make sense. Mr. Commissioner. <laughs> She's getting it. Uh, So click that banner, and that's going to take you to the rules page. It's going to tell you everything you need to know about how to enter. You're going to get a pool ID and a password. Okay. enter now. Enter that ID and that password, and it will enter you into Basketball Mania 2023, where you have the chance to win a share 
of $600 in prize money. There you go. 600 bucks on the line. Yep. And hey, if you are a business owner, we have a separate contest for you. Give us a call today at Total Media. That's 286-3023 to become a sponsor for Basketball Mania 2023. And there are two additional contests going. So What? Yeah. So any of the businesses that want to partner with us, you will get a team randomly assigned to you. And you will also get to predict a winner. Okay. So there are two additional con- contests for the sponsors. I predict. I, I have a prediction. What's your prediction? Mr. Commissioner, Ohio State will not win the tournament. Ohio State will <laughs> not be winning the uh, NCAA tournament this year. Neither will Ohio University. Neither of us made it. Because uh, pre- <laughs> they're not even in they're it. They're not in it. If Neither you're wondering why we're... Yeah. Uh, Purdue won the Big Ten mm-hmm. tournament, so they are a number one seed in the tournament. Did you see that dude from Purdue? The center? Sure. I So, to backtrack... The reason I am the commissioner is because I uh, finished dead last last year. Yes, you did. Uh, and the reason I finished dead last last year is because I thought way too much about it, mm-hmm. tried way too hard. Well, uh, this year I have flipped the script and I have not watched a single game all season. <laughs> yeah, you, you tried to like you know psychoanalyze yeah, the whole thing. I overdid and, it. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, I have not seen any Purdue games this year, but I do remember that they had a seven-footer a couple years ago, so I don't know if it's the same guy or a different guy. Well, and the sad thing is, and I didn't really see the game, but Jamie watched the whole Ohio State-Purdue mm-hmm. game. and <laughs> So our center is um, a freshman kind of like, and actually a backup because yeah. our center is hurt. So he's like six-something. Their center is like a seven-foot three grown yeah. man. Purdue has had, and, yeah. had some like, really tall players in the last few years. It looked, I mean, it's just like, it's like a little kid trying to, you know, yeah. guard. Yeah. It was, it was not pretty. There's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> no. I mean, he's got like can't a teach, foot on him. Can't teach height. No. no. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's just really sad. <clears throat> so. But anyway, um, no, Basketball Mania. So you have until... You have until Thursday at noon. Thursday at noon to fill out your bracket. So that's when the games start. It's free. Yeah. So we are not... uh, The the four play-in games are not included. So those those happen sooner. So you don't have to worry about those. Okay. Uh, But yeah, so... Thetelegramnews.com. Click the Basketball Mania bracket. That'll take you to the rules. Read the rules. Click Enter Now. Enter now. It's that easy. And you have no reason not to because, again, it's free. We don't sell your information or anything crazy like that. Just sign up. It's fun. Yeah. It's just for fun. I mean, I did sell and your information, for but that's bucks. unrelated. Oh, well, it's okay. You're the commissioner. You're allowed. It's true. I am the commissioner. <laughs> so he but, is the commissioner because he lost. Yeah. Let's just say that mm-hmm. it is not an honor. No one else <laughs> wanted to do it. <laughs> uh, but so we will have the full bracket in the Wednesday edition of the Telegram. Okay. Uh, so you can still enter online. Uh, I know my dad. He likes to. He likes to keep his paper bracket right there beside the couch, so you can like follow along with it. So, yeah. So you can like check off the he ones can, you. Yeah. He can make his own score. Yeah. yeah. But you can also turn those paper ballots in in person to enter. Okay. Uh, so you can fill that out, drop it off here at our office, or you can mail it to us. Okay. So many different ways. Easiest ways to fill it out online. Yeah. It automatically gets here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you turn in the paper bracket, here's what's going to happen on Thursday afternoon. I'm going to sit in here with the stack of everybody's paper bra- bracket and type them all in. Don't make the commissioner have to do that. Don't make me have to do that. <laughs> Enter online. I would appreciate it. 
The commissioner would certainly appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Save but, some time but for you him. Can, but you can do that, and I and I will enter it. It is not that big of a deal. I just don't want to have to do it any more than I have to, if I'm being completely honest. Yes. But yeah, thetelegramnews.com. <laughs> Think the of banner. this guy. Yeah. Think of me. Think of the other things that I'll have to do. <laughs> uh, no, I, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not really that big of a deal. But yeah, so thetelegramnews.com. Click on the orange basketball mania banner. There you go. Enter to win your share of $600. That's right. First, yeah. second, third prizes. Mm-hmm. And so we will fill out our brackets on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, when it's printed in the telegram. Okay. Tiebreaker is who has the prettiest outfits. Uh, the the, the tiebreaker is the combined total of points in the championship game. <laughs> That's not how <laughs> Not who has the prettiest outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Last year, we technically did not have a tiebreaker, and Courtney was very concerned that it was going to end in a tie. It was going to end up. She bought a like Nerf. Yes. Tabletop bat. And so we have a little tabletop basketball game over here. She was going to. Yeah, Jeremiah will bring it up. So in the event of a tie, Courtney thought people would. (laughs) (laughs) So we sent this. Yes. So last, yeah, last year so we had that go. sitting out for Basketball Mania, so we'll do that again. Uh, but yeah, so we, we, we'll not come to that this year. But. And the thing is, if you actually had to win by playing that game, you would just not bother winning because it's yeah. impossible. Yeah, it's a pain. <laughs> it's, really it's really hard. Pain. It's really hard. And it's And I'm going un- to refrain noisy. from saying anything about balls today, so. Yeah. Well, on that note, I am uh, I'm going to give away my seat. <laughs> I did enough of that the other day. That's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, don't don't forget to enter Basketball Mania. You got until Thursday at noon to do so. That's right. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about, we'll fill out our brackets on Wednesday, and then I'll uh, come next following Monday, we'll we'll go over like who's standings, you know? Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have an office pool, pool here. Oh. So Woo. we'll all get entered in that, and it'll it'll be it'll be fun. And if you if you win, Courtney has to buy you a snack. Yeah. No, you have to buy me a snack. Poor loser guy. Loser buys the commissioner a snack. What if the commissioner everybody, is the loser? Yeah, the, the <laughs> prize is everybody that enters gets to buy the commissioner a snack. Okay. Uh, I'll have to remember this commissioner mm-hmm. madness. Yeah, I will accept um, burrito bowls and chips. Okay. Yeah. I know a place. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to give up my seat to multimedia journalist Jeremiah Schaefer. Round of applause. Woo! Jeremiah's in the house. Welcome, buddy. Morning, Jen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. I got a I feel like Pete Wilson here with a stack stack of news. I uh, know. Before we move on to the news, I'd like to say I, in the office pool last year, I took home first. You did? I did, if you recall or not. Was, we, I do not me, re- me recall. Me and Derek had to play this little game on the show. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, to see who won. Yes, it was very hard to uh, get the get get a basket. So <laughs> That thing is impossible. Yeah. I mean, like, you will yeah, yank your hair out before yeah. you and the, make and the a basket. The only reason, I will, I will say this on the air, the only reason I won uh, first place was thanks to my wife helping me pick out the bracket. Because I know nothing about sports. That's so why you watch, just go with the prettiest outfits. Yeah, don't watch any of the games or any of that. And, um, yeah, she likes sports, but she doesn't watch, you know, basketball like she used to. But um, she helped me pick them out, and we did okay. So we'll there do it again go. this year and see well, what happens. Well, you better have her do it again. 
Yeah, so anyhow, be sure to fill those brackets out. Um, on the uh, sports note, let's uh, start off McKenna, here. McKenna, McKenna, Yes, so we're going to talk McKenna. about McKenna. Woohoo! So uh, last Our night, girl McKenna. I guess last night, uh, yes. people thought Jackson was burning down because of all the sirens. <laughs> James can talk to that. Scared me to death. <laughs> they brought her so back through town. James gave lives, her an escort. Lives by the high school, and he thought the whole world was coming to an end. He didn't. Know. <laughs> yeah, uh, somewhere between eleven and eleven thirty last night, every freaking siren in the county drove by my house, <laughs> and and. It was in such a way that it, I was in bed, like asleep, <laughs> and it seemed like I heard all the sirens and then they stopped. I was like, did they stop in front of my house? <laughs> He's thinking, what is going <laughs> what on? What is going on? And I, so I walk outside <laughs> in the middle of the night in my pajamas to realize, oh, they're just giving McKenna a parade back to the high school. <laughs> yes. So you guys had uh, had McKenna on last week. And, yes, we did uh, on fri- Friday. Was it? No, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Yes. And she uh, so over the weekend she won in the hundred pound OHSAA state title for so she's a two time state champion and she's a sophomore at Jackson High yeah, School. Yes, she won the state championship last year as a freshman. Yeah. And this is a great photo too. It's a wonderful photo. For watching, I just... love the um also there's a photo of she and her coach Brandon mm-hmm. out there and it is um it's it just show it just kind of shows everything. Right. You know, and um But we this want, girl, want to congratulate her. Yes, absolutely. She is I mean if you <laughs> if you watch her wrestle, like she she just kills everybody. Uh, she was, it's like I watched a video sad. on, on like, Facebook, and she was on it. I mean, just, just, and I think she won by pin. I think yes. she won. Yeah, her, pin, pin at three minutes and 20 seconds, it says. To win the state championship the state by championship pin, yeah. So, pin. I mean, this girl uh, has a wonderful future. She was a delight to have here on the show uh, the other day, and has a great personality. I yeah, thought. she's she's yeah. a she's a fun kid, and just it's so funny because she's just so tiny and cute, and then you watch her on the mat, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, that girl is scary, <laughs> right? Yep. Um, but we we want to congratulate her on yes. her uh, state championship. Yep, um, two times state championship now, and uh, we can't forget about uh, Travis Bucklew. We yeah, had him how, on how with did her. Travis fare? I didn't. Um... He he. So he made um, school history in Vinton County um, in the Division Two boys Vinton County. Uh, he placed seventh after nice. winning by decision. And he became the first ever state place winner for Vinton County High School. boy! So uh, shout out to him as well. So let's just claim that we gave them good luck gave to them have them luck. here on the show. Right. So uh, <laughs> congratulate to, bo- I'll take it. to both of those. Uh, yes. I mean, just to make it there is like insane, let yeah. alone to place or to win. I right. mean, that is just unbelievable. Right. So, so hey, local kids doing good. Right. So we're going to move on to um, some scary news, I guess, or bad, or I guess it would be breaking news yesterday. Okay. Um, we had a crash, a serious crash. Uh-oh. Um, over the weekend, Jen. Um, there was actually, I'm hearing that there was two crashes over the weekend. I only have one this morning. I'm going to try to get the other one um, filled and try to get it before I do while I'm here. 
Um, there was two 16-year-old teenagers suffered serious injuries in a crash on the evening of March 11th. That was Saturday. Oh, okay. In Bloomfield Township after a crash. Uh, the crash occurred, it was a single vehicle crash, and it occurred at 6.12 p.m. on Saturday, March 11th on CH&D Road there in Bloomfield Township. Rough road. It, it is. <laughs> and um, the driver, I, I didn't use any names because they're under 18 okay. and felt with past practice that we wouldn't put them in there. Sure. So uh, the driver of the vehicle was from Thurman, while the passenger was from Oak Hill. Uh, the crash um, report explained that the driver was operating a 2007 Mazda 3. He was traveling southbound on CH&D Road when he drove left of center off the left side of the roadway, striking an embankment. The vehicle then overturned onto the roadway before traveling off the right side of the roadway and striking a ditch. Oh, man. Now, the driver, according to the report, was not wearing a seatbelt, Jen. Uh-oh. Was ejected from the vehicle and sustained serious injuries. The passenger also sustained serious injuries as a result of the crash. Um, both the teens, and they were male teenagers, were um, treated at the scene by Jackson County EMS before they had to be flown by med flight to Cabell Hunt Hospital in West Virginia. And the crash remains under investigation. Now, there was, I'm going to mention this just because I did some follow up work on it. There was some, um, uh, I guess, some, there was a post on social media that talked about this crash mm -hmm. and had gotten a lot of shares. It was like almost 200 shares. It's been since taken down, but I want to mention it just in case people had saw it. It had said that the these young boys were run off the road. They're on CHND. They were run off the run road. Run off the road. And it also said that somebody was arrested. I checked with the post, and according to um, as an assistant post commander Landrum, I think okay. we've had him in on the show before, mm -hmm. He said that the those claims are unfounded. Okay. And there was no evidence of them being run off the road out there on CH and D. And their agency had not made an arrest in that. Okay. Because there was no evidence now you to know. support those claims. But I just wanted to clear that up because a lot of people have been sharing that. And uh, me, I do not like misinformation. Sure, so, absolutely. But there was no mention of that in that initial report that was put out. Okay. And I didn't put that in the report, but I wanted to share it because I got an email back from them about that. Yeah, and but thank it remains, you for their response. Right, too. and it remains under investigation, okay. I'll say. So. Well, let's hope those kids come yes. out of this okay. Yeah. Um, I, I had also read another post from a family member. It sounded like one had several broken broken bones and et cetera. Um, one had a brain bleed. Okay. And, but I, I guess they're both stable, last I heard. Okay. So... Um, anyhow, moving on. Um, did you happen to uh, receive one of these, Jed, over the weekend? I got uh, one for me and one for the husband in the mail. Yeah, this uh, this caused a uh, quite a stir on social media. <laughs> well, over people the are like, "What?" Well, when you get like a bright yellow card in the mail, yeah. you're like, "I mean, they did a good job because it's um, it definitely got your attention." Right. So, have you received one of these over the weekend? Um, based yep. on what I what I've read on the board, Jack this is from the Jackson County Board of Elections. <laughs> yes. And it says, "Attention, polling location change notice." Now, this is for the upcoming. Uh, primary election, I think it's May 2nd, mm -hmm. and uh, this will be where you vote come May, um, and three, I'd say three-fourth of our county received one of these, Okay, and uh, I'm going to go over the list of where people will be voting now. 
as okay. a result of these polling changes. Yeah, so if you got that card, don't dismiss it. You need to read it because right. it's voting, going to tell you where you're where you need to yes. voting places have changed. Has changed again. They've they've uh, again. Again, yeah. yeah. They did, a couple years ago they did some consolidation from mm -hmm. several down to like four and now um I guess kind of their ultimate goal is to get everybody at the three high schools in the county. Mm -hmm. So you have Jackson High School, Wilson High School, and Oak Hill High School. And I'm going to give you a rundown of the changes. Um, so far, they were able to get approved for um, Jackson High School okay. and Wilson High School. And the Oak Hill area must not have gotten approved yet. Okay. But I know they were at a meeting because I was at the meeting that they attended asking for them to consider letting them use the facilities to do that. So um, they must not have had enough notice to get that. Gotcha. To get that done. But we'll go ahead and go through those real quick. Um, if you live, so if you live in the city of Jackson, Franklin Township, Jackson Township, Liberty Township, Lick Township, Sayuda Township, you will be voting at the Jackson High School Fieldhouse. Yes. So at the high school. Yes. And then the city of Wellston, Colton, Cole Township, Milton Township, Washington Township, all you guys will be voting at the Wilson High School Gymnasium. Okay. And then down in the Oak Hill area, um, you guys will continue to vote at the Madison Jefferson Bingo Hall. So that will be Bloomfield Township, Hamilton Township, Jefferson Township, Madison Township, and the village of Oak Hill. And you'll all vote there. But I think coming down the road, even maybe later this year in the fall, that may change. And you guys may be voting either at the high school and or the maybe the elementary. I guess it depends on what the, the sure. school district decides there. I was wondering what they were going to do with us out in Franklin Township because technically, like, we're in the Oak Hill School District okay. out on Standpipe Road, which makes absolutely zero sense. But I wondered if they were going to make us go down there, go down there but evidently not. So, not there. so I'll, I'll... Or you uh, can just vote at the Board of Elections yes, early. Yeah, so. The, so there was a lot of people upset about these changes. Um, I will say that... Uh, there's like like you said, you can vote at the Jackson County Board of Elections. I think there's like a month to do that yeah, prior to the election. So if you're in yeah. town, you know, getting groceries or something, yep. you can swing by there during the week. I mean, the Dino Tours in there, they have extended hours mm -hmm. and uh, even weekend on the weekends. Hours. Yeah. And uh, if you can't do that or maybe you can't get out, you can also file absentee and yes. vote that way as well. Or you can do it by mail. Yep. So there is that option too, but um you know, there's. I'm going to try to reach out to them to find out, you know, what their ultimate goal was of changing. I know in the past when they did some consolidation, it had to do with um, the facilities not being up to par for regulations for the state. For, you know, handicap, handicap accessibility. accessibility um, um, I think there was like restrooms and different and things like that. Not to mention, I mean, poll workers are hard to come by right. now. So if they can kind of consolidate some of that, um, that helps as well. Right. Um, on another... Um, election note here. I, I don't have this done, but this is something that I, I keep seeing a lot of and I wanted to mention. Um, so the deadline to register or to update your voter registration is less than a month away, Jen. Okay. Um, so that Get that's coming it. up um, for the primary and, mm -hmm. well, here it would be a primary election. Um, the deadline is April 3rd. And the reason I bring this up is um, a couple years ago, Secretary of State, um, Frank LaRose mm -hmm. um, 
and I guess other secretary of states have done this too, but they have had um, the different board of election uh, offices clean out their um, voter rolls. So if you've not voted or done anything um, as a voter within the last, I think it's like four to six years, oh, they have taken, they have removed you from the voter roll. So you're going to need to go through the process. So you're going to need to go oh. through okay. go through that, and they're encouraging voters to double check. Um, when I looked, this most recent removal, there was 571 voters that were removed from the local voter roll. So how do you know there's, whether you can you're get, registered or not? You can. There's a website you can get on and check that. Um, I'm looking here to see if I have it. I, I know if you go to the Ohio. Secretary of State's website. It's ohiosos.gov. Mm-hmm. If you get on there, um, what you want to look for is it's called registration readiness. And if you get on there, you you can do a simple search with your name in the county. Okay. And it will show whether or not, if you pop up, odds are that means you've been removed and you need to re-register. Okay. If you don't pop up, then you're fine. Okay. So if your name pops up, you need to re-register. If you don't pop up, you're okay. Okay. I checked myself and I did not pop up, so I'm okay. Okay. But uh, that's something I just wanted to bring up because, um, you know, we're not too far off. I will say that if you if you don't make that deadline of April 3rd, you will be able to, um, you know, say, say you forget and you don't get re-registered. Mm-hmm. You can still vi- file a um, provisional yeah. on election day yes. at your polling location and vote that way as well. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, so last uh, last week on Thursday, I covered a fun event. Finally, uh, finally starting to get some uh, activities going on again. You know, yeah. we have some slow period there between Christmas and uh, spring where there's you know there's stuff going on, but not a whole lot of mm-hmm. you know like community type event things. Yeah. So um, I ventured out to the Jackson County Fairgrounds where the Jackson County OSU Extension Office held their Jackson County 4-H Spring Project Fair and Open House. Yes. And, Jen, I was taken back by the amount of people that showed up at that event. Good. I put together a nice little video to kind of showcase it. Oh, okay. Um, we talked to uh, Miss Addie Allman yes. about um, her, what her goal was with holding this event. Talked to a uh, current 4-H'er and a um, 4-H'er that had aged out of the program, and they uh, spoke to me on video. And I even, I I didn't get this on video, but I was also able to speak to um, somebody that was new to the area and had brought their kids to sign them up for 4-H. Perfect. That's what that thing is for. Right. And and I spoke to some of the folks that had been involved um, in 4-H a long time. They said they saw a lot of new faces out there. Good. And they were excited for the future of 4-H. And um, I will say that this event is... Uh, similar to, they used to hold this over at Tractor Supply. Uh, it was called 4-H in the Mall. Okay. It was an event that was similar to what this open house was mm-hmm. that they ha- had at the fairgrounds. And um, anyhow, we'll we'll play the video here and give Love you guys it. a view of what took place out there. For the first time in several years, the Jackson County OSU Extension Office held an event that was free and open to all youth, 4-H member or not, to learn more about 4-H projects and opportunities here in Jackson County. 
The event was called the Jackson County 4-H Spring Project Fair and Open House. It was held over the course of two hours on Thursday, March 9th at the Jackson County Fairgrounds in Wellston. The telegram was able to catch up with Jackson County 4-H Youth Development Extension educator Maddie Allman to learn more about this open house and what her goal was for this event. Hi, my name is Maddie Allman and I am the 4-H Youth Development Extension Educator here in Jackson County. We're at the 4-H Project Fair and Open House and the goal of this event is to really encourage that general 4-H project enrollment and get kids involved in 4-H in ways that they've never seen possible. So a lot of people associate 4-H with livestock and the fair, and we do have some animals here at the open house, but we really want to explore kids' interests and get them involved in 4-H. The event featured table after table after table of different projects, especially those that are known as general projects and or food and nutrition that are also a part of 4-H. As Maddie had said previously, 4-H isn't just all about the livestock projects, but there are also other general projects as well. Children had the opportunity to grab a free snow cone at the event as well as some freshly popped popcorn. They even had the opportunity to get a photo at a photo station before heading out to check out the animals outside. There were a number of different animal projects uh, on display for children to check out as well. The telegram was able to catch up with a current 4-H'er and a 4-H'er who had aged out of the program to talk about the program. Hello, my name is Katie Elaine Ross, and 4-H means to me making lifelong memories that you'll never forget, like showing your animals, which I still do today. I'm Brandon Baker. 4-H um, means a lot to me. I was raised up in it. It gave me an opportunity to do things I never got to do outside of 4-H. I was able to go places and do things that no one else gets to do unless I'm in 4-H. So 4-H means a lot to me because I'm able to make friends and do everything that I wanted to do. So 4-H is my life pretty much and I'm I'm out of it now but I can't wait to continue and doing anything else that I've been doing with it. Overall the event was deemed a huge success with all men thanking everybody for coming out and attending this event. So there you go, Jim. That's awesome. That I was, love seeing so many people yes, there. It was, there was a lot wow. of uh, returning 4-Hers and their families, along with a lot of new faces. And uh, I'll have a story and some photos. I'll probably do a photo, try to do a photo gallery online, and then we'll do a few photos in the paper, too. You did a great so job. Thank was, you for, for doing that. It was a lot of fun to do the video. It's been a little bit since I've gotten to do one. And so right. it was fun to interview some folks and get some different shots there. So. Um, I'll be putting that up on our social media accounts too here following this if people want to watch it later too. Very cool. Um, so moving on to some uh, council news. So uh, the village of Colton <clears throat> is one member less as longtime Colton Councilman James L. Barnes has announced his resignation. Oh, okay. So uh, Colton Mayor Kim Milliken, uh told 
the telegram that Parnes had not yet submitted a former written resignation letter, but had verbally requested to resign from his seat on Monday, March 6th. Okay. Uh, Barnes had been appointed to the seat on council on December 19th, 2015. So he'd been on council for some time. That's a while, yeah. And uh, kind of a funny story, he had actually been reappointed to the seat, which he left vacant months before. So he had resigned, uh, and it was like August of 2015, to relocate in Washington but then had moved back, and then they had reappointed him to the oh. seat that he left <laughs> Just vacant. Just won't let him go, will they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> anyhow, prior to him serving, you know, in 2015, he was on council two years before that. But the reason I bring this up is the council is looking to fill that seat. Okay. And you have, so residents who are interested in the council seat have to live in the village of Colton. They can send a resume to the Village of Colton P.O. Box uh, 98, Colton, Ohio, which I suggest not doing that because they're going to be looking at these resumes tomorrow. So okay. if you're interested, I w- you should drop off your resume at the Village office. Uh, office is there at 10 South 2nd Street in Colton. If there's nobody there, you can drop it in the payment box outside the front door. Okay. Now, in addition to living inside the village, you also must be a registered voter to be able to apply. The deadline to submit is by 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday, March 14th, and uh, they have a council meeting at 7 o'clock that night. Okay. So So it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. So get your stuff in. And I will say that uh, Barnes's current term doesn't expire until December 31st of 2025. Okay. So just keep that in mind if you're applying. So um, if you do apply and get it, you will have to uh, run for re-election if you want to keep the seat in November of 2025. Okay. And just for anybody that would be interested, the Colton Village Council meets the first and third Tuesdays of the month at 7 p.m. at the Colton Community Building. So they're looking for... uh, you know, somebody to join yeah. who was interested in uh, giving the village a hand, you know. Get on it. So. Colton folks. Yeah. I want to talk a little business news, Jim. <laughs> sure. A little business news. Um, a business in downtown Wellston recently changed ownership, its name, and expanded all expanded its menu all in late 2022. Uh, the business that celebrated all these changes, uh, celebrated all these changes with a grand opening and ribbon cutting on Wednesday, March 1st. And uh, here's a photo of the ribbon cutting. And the business we're talking about is the Patio Grubs and Suds there on Ohio Avenue. It was formerly called the Original Rocket Pizza of Wellston. Yeah, okay. So they uh, had a ribbon cutting, and I went up for that, and we took a little video clip and got a picture and talked to the owner and manager. Are you standing on a ladder? I am standing on a bar stool. <laughs> How did you get so tall? Yeah. Yeah. So there's. Or did Alex take the picture? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Um, No, I. So there there was a brick wall there because they have a brick wall around the patio. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just wanted to make sure I got everybody in the shot. So I borrowed a bar stool to (laughs) stand on. Nice. uh, To get the photo there. So that worked out. Worked out nice. But uh, congratulations to them. Yeah, for sure. Um, They, you know, they. Let's see here. The owner, it's Keith and Wendy Henry, mm-hmm. and they took ownership on September of 2022. A few months later, December of 2022, the Henry family changed the name to the Patio Grubs and Suds. Wendy told me that the 
business manager, Jessica Newkirk, and her husband are credited with coming up the new name, and it was chose for many reasons. Um, they said that the outdoor patio area is the heart of their business, so they wanted to reflect that in the uh, in the name there. Nice. They do offer indoor seating for about 25, but they can approximately seat about 60 people on the patio. Cool. And with their, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't only want to be, you know, a pizza shop, but they wanted to also be able to bring more amazing food options to the downtown area mm-hmm. there in Wellston. And so they offer an expanded menu, including sandwiches, appetizers, pasta, and they have beer and mixed drinks as well. And, um, you guys are welcome to come check it out. One of their signature items, it's an appetizer. It's called a dill pickle cheesy breadstick, Jen. Nice. And, uh. I, I think I would. <laughs> I think I'd try it. James over here saying nope. <laughs> but uh, the picture 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 that was on social media that they posted it looked really good. Yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it a go. Okay. But uh, I mean, we, I'd, I'd try it. Yeah, we we congratulate them on uh, yes. the ribbon cutting and uh, wish them uh, good luck for their future there. That downtown area has really just kind of blown up there's been a lot of different little businesses open they have and they're doing a really good job they are trying to get that revitalized there in downtown yep so uh let's move on to some school stuff jen uh coming up be this weekend right i think it's this weekend the oak hill drama club is inviting the community to be their guests as they perform disney's beauty and the beast Junior, the weekend of March 17th and 19th. <laughs> what did you call it the other day? I called it Beauty and Our Beast. But I was in my defense, I was looking at the headline, and the headline said, Be Our Be Guest. Our guest. <laughs> and I was just... Okay. It just all... Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, Junior. So here's yes. the cast for that at Oak Hill High School. <laughs> um, the production is being held. Let's see. The production is slated for Friday, March 17th, and Saturday, March 18th at 8 p.m. each evening, and Sunday, March 19th at 3 p.m. And the adventure will take place there at the Capitorium stage at Oak Hill Middle High School. Tickets only available online at oakhilldrama.ludus.com, and that's L U D U S.com. It says until Thursday, March 16th, tick, adult tickets are $10 and student tickets are $5. If there are any tickets left following the pre-sale online, those tickets will be sold at the door. Cool. So you want to get your tickets ahead of time you this do, year, definitely. it sounds like. But uh, we're looking looking forward to this. And uh, there are, let me see here, there are about 52 students, grades 6 through 12, involved on the cast and crew. The musical is under the direction of Bryce Warrens, along with help from Brittany Ruth, who's the music director. And funny enough, um, Brittany Ruth, when she was in high school at Oak Hill, she played the part of Belle in Beauty and the Beast Jr. back when she was in school. Oh, how funny. And that was probably at least 10 years ago. Cool. So that's that's pretty neat. Um, Abby what? Potter... Uh, well, one, Brittany's my cousin, so shout out to Brittany. I wondered uh, if the Ruth, if that was a Yeah, but thing. hey, when when Jeremiah finishes this story, we're going to go back to this pickle thing. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Like, why are they cracking up over there? Yeah, and then uh, Abby Abby Potter is helping with the um, cor- the dancing, 
the choreography. Uh-huh. And uh, Zach Kaiser is the assistant director and also helping with the dancing as well. Cool. So uh, that musical will be going on this weekend for anybody that would like to go support those students. So back to James. Very good. So I, I want to preface this by saying that I wish the patio grubs and subs all the luck in the world. But this is a monstrosity. Yes, there it is. Check it out. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so that is not for me. And it comes it comes with like um, wow. some type of sauce too. I can't remember yeah. what the sauce was. I don't know. I mean, if you're a pickle person, that is your dream right there. Right there. I would try it. I am not a pickle I, person. I, I would give it I would give it a go. We we'll give it a whirl. Yeah. That's all James you guys. James is out. That's all you guys. But but in addition to that, there's other stuff that they yeah, offer. The, they have, I'm sure it's delicious. I'm just not. Yeah, they a, have regular. They have regular. Person. They have regular breadsticks, James, as well. <laughs> there and they you have go. like wings. Yeah, I'm sure the regular breadsticks are absolutely delicious, but yeah, that, yes. that pickle monstrosity is not <laughs> right. Right. They had. A, they have a variety of subs. They have wings, bone in, and traditional. Um, they also have. Uh, they said potato skins that they make in house, mm-hmm. and just a number of other things too. But you can read all about that on the telegramnews.com. Awesome. So uh, keeping on to the musical beat here, uh, Jen. Let's talk about Jackson Jackson's Drama Club for the school. Okay. So the Jackson Middle School and Jackson High School Drama Clubs are inviting the community to their spring musical entitled entitled Susical the Musical. The drama club director is Kathy Lord, and we have a picture of the cast on screen there. And she said this production is one of fantastical proportions. But their production (laughs) is being performed at 7 p.m. on the evenings of Friday, March 24th and Saturday, March 25th, as well as in the afternoon of Sunday, March 26th at 3 p.m. All performances will be held at the Jackson Middle School Auditorium. And their tickets, ticket information, this is a limited number of pre-sale reserve tickets will be available through the school website under online ticketing beginning, uh, they're on sale now, that started on March 6th. The pre-sale tickets cost $10 and any remaining seats will be sold at the door for $8 for adults and $6 for students and senior citizens. So they, they cost a little more online, but the ch- you know if they sell out, then you're just kind of out of luck. Yeah. So so get your tickets early. Right. And a uh, little bit about this musical. Uh, it says the musical follows the story of Horton Hears a Who, a Who Who incorporates... It says Horton Hears a Who <laughs> and incorporates many other familiar characters from the Seuss world. Yes. Goodness. Um, they have... I have this in here somewhere, too. The number of students. They have about 70 students involved in the cast crew and the orchestra. And uh, we uh, wish them all the luck with this production. Courtney wants to play. Who was it that wanted to play the triangle? Was that you? James James offered. James offered. 500 bucks for the music hit. I was like, I can't play a real instrument. but James is like, I'll play the triangle. (laughs) (laughs) Ding! Yeah, so that's coming up uh, <laughs> next weekend, the weekend of March twenty uh, fifth oh, or twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. <laughs> so there's yet another opportunity to uh, catch a musical. I think the weekend after that, the um, Wellston High School Drama Club will be doing their production. Okay, I'm waiting on some information from them, but if I recall, they are doing the Adams Family School Edition. Nice. Uh, that weekend after Jackson. 
so that'll that'll be coming up as well. Um, I feel like I should wrap up and let Phil do a little talking here because we're running out of time. I want to well, touch on a well, couple. Well, he's not here. Where is he? Well, I told him that uh, he he was going to listen, and if he heard me getting to a point where I was just starting to ramble, oh, he could Phil. come in. So I'm going to touch on a couple events real quick. I had some other stuff I could talk about, but we okay. can always talk about that later in the week. Well, before you get to that, let's do our cycle search clue. Oh, yeah, we didn't We do can't that. forget that today, yes, can go we? go for it. All right. This and is week four, right? This is week four of your cycle search 2023. Uh, get out there, search, find the key packet. And there he is. He must have been listening. Um and the cycle search, uh, of course, is brought to you by a whole lot of sponsors. But we want to thank Mark Porter Ford and the Jenkins Care Community today for their sponsorship of that. So, okay, here we go. Week four cycle search clue. Today is day 16 already right, of the cycle those, search. Get those pens and paper out. Yes. All right, are you all ready? Um, let's see. Travel around. Look high and low, and don't be afraid to go where you don't know. Hmm. Travel around, look high and low, and don't be afraid to go where you don't know. Interesting. Sounds like sounds like that could be something. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's definitely I feel like some, there's something there. Yeah, for sure. For that one. Something in there. So anyhow, we'll uh, I'll, I'll stop here and we'll talk some more later in the week when I come back in. Love that. And uh, we'll turn the chair over to associate editor um, Phil Buffington. No, you uh, have to say it right. Phil Buffington. Philip Buffington. Esquire. The third Esquire. Esquire. Yes. And- yeah. Yeah. It just sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really have a law degree, do you? <laughs> so we'll. No. Uh, My wife has one. Oh. It, her yeah, you her just. Title. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so I'll I'll slip out of here. Dylan wants to put on the weather, and we'll uh, yeah, Phil get Phil all set up here. That's right, the sucky sucky weather forecast. Let's put her up there. Uh, so Philip Buffington the third. No no sleep sleep deprived man I can sit down. Up. I'm getting some uh, sleep these days. Oh, well, good. Good, They're good. Shaping up. Next time, don't have twins. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What a uh, mistake. <laughs> so let's... Uh, that, yeah, that was your first mistake. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so crazy weather forecast. Today, blacky, blacky, blacky. Um, they're talking about a chance of some drizzles, some snow flurries, whatever. Highs only today of 39 degrees. Lows dipping down to 23. Tomorrow on Tuesday, um, some partly cloudy skies, but highs only, again, of 38. Um, lows around 20. And then it does tend to warm up for the next few days there in the middle of the week. And then Friday, Saturday, looking like some precipitation back in the forecast yay for the weekend awesome yeah yeah (laughs) gotta love that always so thank you dylan for for putting that weather up so just stick your head out the door and you'll find out what the weather is yeah pretty much yeah so phil it's been a little while since you've been here and you always have a lot of interesting things to talk about from the from the crime front or the court front or meetings or whatever. So yeah. what's going on? Well, the first thing I'll, I'll, I'll say, and I don't mean like to slight anybody, but it did say in the Courier that uh, there was a there was a column on those, on their front page on Friday, 
and they okay. mentioned the situation uh, in Wilson with the Louvie Theater and how they had presented legislation to try and buy the theater. And he said that they actually did buy the theater. Erroneous. They did not. Erroneous. So they, they haven't purchased it yet. They, they introduced the legislation uh, during their last meeting and had a first reading, but nothing has been done yet. So I just okay. wanted to say that that's incorrect. Okay, so if you read that, it's incorrect. Yeah. So anyway... And then uh, another big thing that has happened in Wellston lately was uh, the mobile home ordinance that they had talked about a lot last year and implemented. Yes. Um, so in recent weeks, there's been, there are two mobile home parks in Wellston. So one of the owners of one of those parks, which is back behind uh, the old gym bottling plant there. Okay. Um, he had come to council and said that he had gone to a zoning board meeting and requested a um he wanted to replace one of his older mobile homes with a newer one, not a brand new one, but a newer one, and was told no because the ordinance that was in play, uh, they thought, gotcha, uh, disallowed that. However, he brought um, his copy of the ordinance in a blown up version to share the verbiage and said, this looks like it only applies to mobile homes outside of designated manufactured home districts. And it turns out he was right. And there for a while, if you remember, uh, Wellston was out kind of without a law director, so they didn't really have anyone to clear that up. Okay. So on the same night that the, uh, that council ultimately approved uh, Joe Kirby and his law firm to be the law director, okay, Joe came up and said, yeah, he's absolutely right. So they have to kind of allow him to do that now. Uh, but now they're going to go ahead and tweak that and get it to back back to where the council initially anticipated it to be or um, meant for it to be. Okay. But I, I look for this to continue on. Uh, that's Dan McKenzie is the one who came and, and brought this up and actually got them to dis- discuss this again. So once this is laid out the way that they intended, um, I think that this discussion will probably continue because Mr. McKenzie, uh, in talking to me, likened it to he said he can understand why they would want to control what type of mobile homes go outside of these mobile home districts. But he said, you know, to tell somebody like him who owns a mobile home park that they can only put in new mobile homes, he likened it to going to a used car salesman and saying you can only sell new cars now. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got a point. But I think the main goal, and I don't want to speak for anybody, but, I mean, I've been involved in just about every discussion they've had on this. I think the the goal was to prevent a landlord from refusing to update their homes for their tenants and to allow everybody to have, you know, a nice place to live. Okay. It's not so much that they're trying to do away with these. They just want to mitigate how it's handled. Okay. So, I mean, everybody's got a point, and we'll see how that all plays out. Well. It's all about, you know, discussion and compromise. It is. Everybody come up with a solution that works for everyone. Yeah. And unfortunately, this next one doesn't really uh, follow those rules. But if you remember (laughs) the Board of Elections uh, situation that we had um, in the past year or two. Yeah. uh, So, I mean, I, I know that the new director and deputy director haven't technically been in those positions for all that long. They were brought in initially as trainees when Joanne Evans and Cheryl Browning Warner were to depart last summer. Yes, they both retired. Right. At so the same time. They were brought on, you know, uh, about a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it, every two years, there's a reorganizational meeting and a vote has to be taken by the board on the director and deputy director again. So even though they haven't oh, even they made do? it. Oh, they do? Yeah. 
So even oh. though they haven't been through an entire election cycle yet, all this was brought back up for a vote yet again. So currently, the two Republican members of the Board of Elections are Kaida Newell mm-hmm. and Debbie Kaner. Okay. Um, and then on the other side, we have um, Rodney Smith, who's uh-huh. been there for quite a while. He's the chairman. He's a Democrat. And then we have Elaine Speakman as a Democrat. Okay. So when the vote came up for Margaret Casey, who is currently the director, she's a Republican, it was unanimously approved. Okay. So then when, and this is where the issue was to begin with, with Marsha Beatty, the Democrat deputy director. Yes. Uh, and in the past, the, you know, there was a controversial vote where they apparently had taken a vote during a special meeting where it wasn't supposed to take place. Correct. The Democratic Party filed, you know, numerous, numerous petitions against that. It was resolved. But how this came up for a vote again, and it ended up in a tie with both Republicans voting against Marsha, the Democrats voting for. Okay. They sent that immediately up to the Secretary of State's office because they have to break the tie. I was going to say, then then what happens? Right. Okay. Just about just a couple of days later, I think that was on the third, and then on the seventh they had another meeting, and this time uh, Mrs. Kanner wasn't there, so. Marsha was ultimately approved by a vote of two to one. So this issue, even though that technically counts as installing her or reappointing her, however you want to word it, as the deputy director, it still has to be, I guess, perused over by the secretary of state's office. So her future is kind of uncertain right now. Okay. And things kind of came to a head at the meeting on the 7th with the Democratic Party chair, Lisa Parker, for the first time since this has all started. And we're talking, I mean, almost two years now. But the accusation was publicly made that this is a personal political vendetta against someone who hasn't been in the position long enough, in her opinion, to make such a decision as to remove her entirely from her position. Okay. And so, uh, and that was directed toward mainly uh, Kaida Newell. Okay. Saying that they, you know, for whatever reason, have an issue with uh, Miss Beatty. Now, there were apparently some <coughs> evaluations done. And I've been told that those were self-evaluations on Margaret and Marsha's part. They, they did their own. And okay. then the way it's supposed to be done is one Republican board member and one Democrat board member will do evaluation so okay. that it's not uneven. And it was, it was maintained that there was never a proper evaluation done, so you then can't consider any of that to, to make such a decision. Okay. And the voice of reason in all this uh, happened to be Colton Mayor Kim Milliken, who had 22 years of experience on the Board of Elections in Delaware County. Yes. And she's a Democrat. And she pointed out that, it, in her opinion, it takes at least you know, two or three years to see whether or not somebody's going to work out. Just sure. to, and, and in that time, if there's any shortcoming that anyone may have, you need to train them and you need to stand behind the person that was installed. And then if and only if they haven't met whatever goal you've set for them, yeah, then you can remove them. Okay. So at the end of the day, it was mainly we need to stop being so politically motivated. This is supposed to be a cohesive unit is what she said. Um, and if you remember, I mean, I don't remember this ever happening under Cheryl or Joanne's watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got, they got the job done mm-hmm. regardless of the politics. Yes. Oh, for sure. Like you, Really, you wouldn't know what one was what. No, no. And I mean, uh, you've never, we've never really even had to think yeah. about this before. Um, so there's been some hurt feelings, especially. But at at the end of the day, I think everybody just wants to see 
this be resolved peacefully and with the and and in in response to what Lisa Parker had said, Kaida maintains that it has nothing to do with her personal opinion of of Marsha and that it is only for the county's voters and that's who she's there to represent and so she she refutes whatever claims that were made. Uh, so we'll, we'll okay. see how that plays out. But as far as I know, there's yet to be any response from the Secretary of State's office definitively. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, but we're, you know, on the cusp of an election. So that would be a, a pretty bad situation. Woo. And I mean, this is a person who was a, I mean, it's a bad situation because both the, the director and deputy director left at the same time. They did. But they were able to get about six months of training mm-hmm. uh, prior to being thrown into the pit, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. This unfortunately is still going on, but hopefully. Never will be, boring around here. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and it always happens when Pete goes on vacation. I know. <laughs> but the Board of Elections goes it's around. It's like he knows. <laughs> I suppose so. Um, and I, I'll, I know I don't have a lot of time, but I know I mentioned in Wellston the, the uh, law director position being filled after uh, Randy Dupree was installed as the county prosecutor. Yes. Uh, so Cole Kirby and Associates are now representing the city of Wellston in the law director's position. Now, another position that is still vacant is that of the service director because Anthony was installed as the mayor okay. after Charlie resigned. Yes. And he was, of course, the service director. So now... Anthony has maintained that if he is elected mayor in this upcoming primary, he will then appoint or select a service director because he's having a hard time finding someone to take that sort of that kind for of position for a couple of months, right, or whatever. And then if he yeah. would happen to lose, another mayor comes in. It's their, you know, it's at their discretion who they choose as a service director. Yes. So for the time being, they're leaving that vacant. They're trying to figure out if they absolutely have to appoint someone right now, if it's something that has to be done, it's a mandated thing. Um, like I said, now that they have a law director, some legal guidance, maybe they can uh, be sure. better prepared. But for the time being, the duties are kind kind of being taken care of by uh, Jeff Bates, who's the public works supervisor. The only issue is, and that was raised during the last meeting, Jeffrey technically answers to the service director as does any employee in the city. So right. the question was, how can you fill a position that is technically your superior? So it's, You're your own boss. Right. So, I mean, the work's getting way, done, yeah. and I don't think anybody is questioning whether, you know, Mr. Right. Bates would some, do the some job Some kind right. of crazy, scandalous right. thing. It's he's, just, he's, he's had that job for quite a long time. Um, it's just a matter of doing things by the book. Yeah, so, the legalities of it. Right. Hmm. I feel like we have had... I don't know, in the past several years, some really, really crazy just office holding stuff yeah, go on, yeah. like with elections, with with uh, just crazy stuff. Situations that you have never seen come You can't up dream them up. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, this situation with the Board of Elections, especially, when I talked to the head of the Ohio Democratic Party, Bill DeMora, okay. when this all happened initially... He, he basically said it's always been, it's not necessarily a legal thing when, say, the, you know, like the Democratic Party chose Marsha as their candidate. Mm-hmm. He said it's always a customary act that even in Franklin County where there's, you know, way more people involved. Sure. If one party selects somebody and they've been vetted, they pass their background checks, their experience is, is where it needs to be, they just get approved by the opposite party it's... with no questions asked. Okay. So it's kind of a... 
stepping on toes situation when gotcha. there's any sort of a question raised, especially if there's not really anything to back it up. So if you have these evaluations and they weren't done properly, you can't even really consider that. So what else is mm. there to say? What else is there to even lean on at that point? Other is than the I don't like your face. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it just, I don't, I don't the know. End of the day. I don't know either of those women, you know, very well. I've met them. I've interviewed them. Um, it seems like they've gotten the job done as best as they can so far. So I, I would hate to see anything further hinder the already difficult process of the elections here yeah. in the county. They're kind of important. Absolutely. We kind of need to have elections and, and have them go well. And the and uh, the, the Democratic Party and Lisa Parker in particular have said if this if this comes down from the Secretary of State's office that it has to go back to the party, March is going to be the candidate again. So why why even have this conversation is we... basically their stance. Yeah. So I hate to see any animosity in a group like that because politics really don't have any place in that office. Correct. Yeah. Strangely, so. in in that political office. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it's like but, uh, it does, but it doesn't. And yeah. it's it's one of those things like, uh, was said during the meeting, it, it could be as simple as coming into the office and opening it up, you know, to look over paperwork. You have to have a Republican or a Democrat to do that. Yes. To even unlock the door. Yes. It's supposed to be even Steven as much as possible. Yes. So. A lot of people don't know all of that. Yeah. I because mean, you just show up at the Board of Elections and you vote and you don't know who's what or yep. who's who. And, yep. Um, so, wow. So when you talk to the the elections guy in Columbus was what was his like attitude toward this or what was his demeanor? Was he like, what are y'all doing down there? Or Mr. DeMora was very upset when I talked to him about this, he was kind of taken <laughs> aback that it even happened. Like I said, he like, said he's like, he, I've never heard of this before. He said he's been, you know, involved, you know, directly or indirectly with this for since the seventies. I mean, and he said he's never seen anything like it. Okay. So setting a very bad precedent. Yeah. That's, that's saying something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I know he's, he's the head of the democratic party, but he said, you know, the same thing that everybody else has said uh, to this point It's just always been a customary thing. And to have it go anything other than that is kind of hmm. just very, very unexpected. Well, we'll keep you updated <laughs> yeah, on all that. We will see what happens. Yes. So, all right. Well, is there anything else, Phil? Oh, you... yeah, there's tons, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't ramble on. <laughs> well, we thank you for spending your morning with us. No and problem. I know that you all are very, very busy since Pete's a- away. We we sent Pete away. <laughs> we like to say that he chose to go on a, on a vacation, but we... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pam took people like we basically thrust him out the door. And He's said, looking at the petrified forest this morning. I hear. Okay, so. very good. So we'll we expect a full report when he gets back. Though, oh yeah, he'll be back. I think he'll be back uh, next Monday morning, a week okay. from today. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much to everyone for tuning in. Um, congratulations again to McKenna Craft, yeah. uh, state wrestling champion, champion. Two years in a row. Two years in a row as a freshman and sophomore. Yeah. That's saying something. So we're so proud of you, sweets. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Have a great day, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Bye-bye. This just in. The Telegram News has a new website. TheTelegramNews.com. Same dedicated coverage. Same trustworthy news with a brand new look. Covering Jackson and Benton counties and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, TheTelegramNews.com has its finger on the pulse of the community. Stay up to date on local events, high school sports, and breaking news. TheTelegramNews.com. 
Subscribe today at thetelegramnews.com. Check it out.